BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I love feeling like my best self. I actually haven't been feeling like my best self for the past week or so. And I know the things that help me get back to feeling like my best self, especially in the confusion of your 20s when you're just feeling all over the place and feeling lost, which we get to in today's episode. The number one thing that helps me is therapy. I'm very open about my therapy journey. I've been in and out of therapy since the fifth grade. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. My entire life has benefited from therapy, whether it be my mental health, my relationships, my friendships, my self-worth, my confidence, like literally everything in my life has benefited from therapy. Especially at times when I felt very lost and confused. I talk a lot about my quarter life crisis and genuinely I would not be where I am today or have gotten through that without therapy. So if you guys are thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Kinsey today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kinsey. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burned out. I tell them I'm not like the rest of us. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kinsey Elizabeth, and today we have Jenna Palak on the show. This has been a very long time coming, as you guys know, or if you don't know, Jenna Palak is an influencer who lives in Austin. She blew up um, quite a bit ago now on TikTok when she, well, I feel like I first followed her, and I feel like that's when everyone else followed her, was when she made that TikTok resume for TikTok on TikTok really genius. Anyways, she's now her own influencer working for herself, has fun on weekdays, all that stuff. Okay. But we're talking about a ton of stuff from like the pressure to being liked to being lost and confused in your twenties to also like, you know, following different interests. And you know, when I follow different interests, I tend to make it my entire personality, which is a really great segue into telling you guys about my new identity as a body builder. Okay. So picture this. I woke up this morning to a text from my friend Macy. It wasn't just any text. It was actually a photo of our gym. We both work out at the same place, actually at Fit Social, which is our guest from last week, or the whole weightlifting episode, okay? And we did touch on this then. When you walk in there and there's these bands hanging, you know it's pull-up day, okay? And there's really actually nothing worse than pull-up day. Or so I thought. 
because I haven't had to do pull-ups in quite some time, okay? And in that time, I clearly, I clearly have become very, very strong, okay? So Macy texted me a photo of that and I said, absolutely not. Tell Aaron I'm canceling. You know, I was kidding. I get there. I'm stone cold. Aaron's laughing at me as I walk in because I already know and I'm so unhappy. Like, how dare she do this to me? And on a Friday morning, you know, I was supposed to have a great day, great weekend, you know, and I walk in and I'm like, this is horrible. Let's get this over with, okay? And what happens next, it shocked me, okay? Not only did I do my pull-ups, keep in mind, this, this is with the band, okay? But I did all four sets and I barely even struggled. I took zero breaks, okay? It wasn't until the very last set and the last three that, you know, that was kind of a, a bit of a wash, okay? But the point being that I did four sets of pull-ups, again, with a band, not without a band, but details don't really matter, okay? And now I am walking around. I like, actually think that I am a bodybuilder. Like, I am worried about opening my car door because what if it just like flings off the hinges, you know? I, I've just never been this strong before. Nothing like this has ever happened to me. And I'm sorry, all right? If you guys did the pull-ups that I did earlier, when I thought I could never do that in my entire life, you too would make it your entire personality for the next three weeks. So anyways, of course, I had to come on and tell my besties, aka y'all. Speaking of, we have some live shows coming up where I can meet some of my besties again, aka y'all. You all, you guys, depending on where you live, okay? We are coming to Chicago, March 27th, guest Lauren Elizabeth. And then we are coming to Nashville, March 3rd. So before that, special guest, Shannon Ford. Get your tickets. Nashville is almost sold out completely. So you definitely want to get your tickets now. And Chicago is actually pretty much getting there. So get your tickets now. Get a VIP so we can meet. I'm very excited. As always, guys, by the way, you can watch these episodes on YouTube. I currently have a giveaway going for people who are subscribing to my YouTube channel from my last vlog. We're giving away a Kindle, okay? But go subscribe and comment on my last vlog if you guys want to enter that giveaway. Little something for my Dallas girls. I'm having a Valentine's Day party February 9th, benefiting the family place. All the information will be on Instagram. It's going to be really fun. Photo booth, drinks, food. Everyone's welcome. Valentine's Day theme. Um, and then we're doing a little canned food drive. It's a whole thing. That's all on Instagram. Go follow me on there. Dallas Book Club is in full swing February 15th. All the details are on my Instagram as well. If you guys like this episode, tag us in your stories on Instagram for a chance to win Starbucks on me. Um, and comment on the Instagram reel, hey girl, hey, if y'all are coming from the episode so we can chat. Last but not least, before we get into today's episode, I needed to share a little deal we have for you guys with the O-Kind. I have been living in my puff bag, like literally living in it. I use it every single day, whether I'm going to the gym to work out and I need to throw a bunch of stuff in my bag or I'm going somewhere, I need my laptop, I need my Kindle, I need my bulky vlog camera. It is the best bag. It holds everything. It's under $100 and it is the cutest thing ever. So it is by The Okine, which is my brand. And we also just dropped our pink scarves that are so perfect and so cute and perfect for Valentine's Day. These scarves are like such amazing quality and so cute and just cozy. And they're so big that honestly, I also use them as a throw in my house. Like they're, they're the scarves are multifaceted as well. If you, if you know what I mean? Anyways, if you guys want, you can use code IOYSM for free shipping or 10% off if you spend over $100. Again, that is code IOYSM for free shipping or 10% off if you spend over $100. I use my puff bag more than anything that I own and I've been wearing my pink scarf and beanie, which is honestly my favorite launch we've ever had 24-7. I'm obsessed with pink. It is the color of the year. It's so beautiful. And again, like it literally it literally doubles as a throw. Like it's currently on my couch and it looks fabulous. 
Anyways, I love you guys so much. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Be sure to subscribe. Give a nice little rating and review. As always, you can watch us on YouTube. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. And let's welcome Jenna onto the show. You have to like get it out. But once it gets out, like you put it on at night and you wake up and it's still there in the morning. Okay, not it's like Laneige. No, Laneige is a piece of shit. And you know what? Thank you for bringing that up, actually. Because my, I feel like three years ago, it was good. And now it's not anymore. I think I was convinced that it was good just because I wanted it to be good. Because everybody you, else was telling me it was. It's just not. I think it makes your lips more dry. Yeah. And then I'm like sitting there in the morning. I'm like, my lips are cracking open. Yeah, it's not good. You actually, we're just going to keep this in. You actually bring up such a good point because maybe <laughs> I was gaslighting myself this whole time. Honestly, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're just trying to justify the price of it because you think in that little like pot it's going to be good. Yeah. Everyone's using it. But yeah, I'm I'm off the Laneige train. At least that lip balm. I do okay, I will say. I do like the color it gives though. I use it for the color. I don't use it for, you know, the yeah. purpose. I have it currently and I normally don't have it and I put it on last night and the mm. only reason I've realized that it's just not as good as Again, maybe I thought it once was, or maybe I tricked myself into it once was, was because of the stuff that I gave you. But I'm kind of out of that. Like once the tube is full and you put it on, like I can shower and it's not off my lips. Mm-hmm. It's oh, crazy. it's waterproof. Basically. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to see what I can do today with these lips. The past like five <laughs> minutes has been me tell, like, giving ad reads to products <laughs> for Jenna that I'm not being paid for. We're like drinking spritz. And I'm like, no, it's really, really good. You should try blood orange. It's my favorite. I opened up a grapefruit. I was like, I'll have the grapefruit. You can try this. We have other stuff on the table. I'm like, really, I'm a professional ad reader. Yeah, we should have been rolling that whole time because ad reads are kind of hard. You know, that was very seamless for you. But that is so true. Starting off with Laneige. Anyways, thank you for yeah. having me here. I'm so happy to have you in Austin. Yes. Why am I, I'm acting like this is my podcast. No, I no, like, love it. I love it. I'm like, <laughs> wait, please take it away. Lesson for me. No, I'm really excited. We are going to be eventually, we will be recording for Jenna's podcast. There were some technical difficulties today. Yeah. So we got lunch instead. So sorry, guys. Well, so I have been trying so hard to get my office together. And like being in here now, I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, well, now I recognize all the things I did wrong because my lighting is shit compared to this. And you guys have these cool cameras and stuff. This is new. Yeah, I'm trying to get it to be like super good before I start recording my first episode because it's all going to come out at starting in February. And I just want it to be like starting on a good note. You know, I don't want to have to wait for people to be like, okay, is it progressively going to get better or what? So, yeah. So you don't want to take them on the journey. You want to start at right, a certain place. Got right, it. exactly. I think I've taken them on the journey too long at this point that a lot of my followers are like, okay, we get it. Like, stop trolling us. Let's just see the finished product. <laughs> That's actually a story of my life. I was going to joke because earlier I was like, is there anything you like don't want to talk about? And then I was like, no, fine. I was like, great politics, religion. And then I was like, interior design podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like if we do talk about interior design, you kind of have to give like a trigger warning because it makes people like very, it pisses a lot of people off. Yeah. And I actually used to get like very offended by it. They'd be like, that looks so bad. And then I'd be defensive. I'd be like, well, I like it. So like, yeah. fuck off. But then I started recently playing into it and just like trolling them back. And now I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And I'm like, that is fine. <laughs> no, I, I realized that I'm like, she, you also, what people don't realize is like, you're getting really good engagement from it because people are mad. Like if you have a video that's the thing. It's like, I feel like this is like the cycle of getting hate comments, right? You have something, people get really angry about it. And there's all these comments. And at first you're offended. And as time goes on, it's like, 
it kind of becomes a narrative and like you have to like feed yeah. into the narrative. If you lean into it, you get less offended. And that's what I've yes. kind of realized. So like, for example, yesterday, recently, I was trying to paint a wall in my <laughs> office and somebody commented and they're like, I don't get it. Like, is this a joke? Because why else would you be doing this? And I, <laughs> I responded. Normally, I'd be like, no, I'm actually trying. But no, I responded yesterday. I was like, why would I ever troll you? <laughs> yeah, see better. So I think it's been kind of fun. But no, to begin with, I never was intentionally trolling anyone. And even to this point, I don't. You're I, just leaning into it. Yeah, I'm just leaning into it. But yeah, it, it's definitely a struggle and it makes me just as irritated. But part of the reason why I haven't like hired anyone to actually paint on my wall or like actually design anything professionally is because I think there is kind of some fun to me doing it on my own. And one day I'm going to look back at this. Hopefully one day I'll have like a professional crazy office like this. And I can look back and be like, remember that one time where I fucked up that office in downtown Austin, that little space, you know, it'll be a good story. I walked into the office today. And the first thing I said, I don't even think I said hi. I was like, this office looks fine. Like you were so hard (laughs) on yourself. Like it actually, I mean, I know you like changed the wall since the spray paint. You know, we got a little like pin moment there. It actually looks really good. Thank you. And it really is like, I love you so much, Clap. Like, obviously, I um, I know that it's for the Austin sign. But like, I'm just going to pretend. No, yeah. it was specifically for you, Kenzie. I actually designed it last night. I'm going to paint over it later today. For the next that, guest. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if I just did a new mural for every single no, guest? No, literally. I know. When I saw it or when you tagged me that, I was like, this is actually like too perfect. Yeah. It no, looks cute, though. It's really good little crossover for us. For sure. No, it is great. I wanted to talk with you today. About being a multifaceted woman because you have okay. so many different interests. Yeah. So, oh my God, <laughs> so many different interests. Where do we start? You're like, yeah, trigger warning. Yeah. yeah. Again. Well, I feel like you've just been very open on the internet about feeling lost and not knowing where your at career was. And I feel like mm-hmm. every, I know I can relate to that and I feel that all the time. And I like how you, instead of just having different interests, I like how you actually like do them. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that sounds stupid, but. I feel like people are like, oh, I like this. But like, if you want to be like a Pilates instructor, you actually are like taking initiative. Taking yeah. initiative, that's the term. Yeah, I will say with Pilates specifically, especially with the holiday coming, well, I mean, the holiday just passed. It was really difficult to like get in all the classes that I needed in order to start the training. So I think I seriously still have one or two classes left before. That has been kind of something I've been like put on the back burner. I don't know. But that is the thing is like, I understand how it could be annoying to followers, how it's like, well, you said you're going to be a Pilates instructor. And so for backstory, if anyone is joining this podcast, you don't know who I am. I have been doing social media for the past like year, year and a half full time. And I think earlier this year, I just started having this feeling of being like, this isn't, it doesn't really feel like it's me necessarily. I think it became me and then I didn't know who I was outside of it. And so I was going through this phase And I mean, it's not even really a phase. It's just like a thing in life where I just don't really know what I want to do. And it's like you have all these ideas, but then they're all in all these different corners. So it's like I love doing makeup and I love doing events and I love going to workout classes and I love posting on the Internet. And it's like almost we're forced to follow one path. And I feel like life shouldn't be like that. And that's part of the reason why fun on weekdays is so like relatable to my life is because I think I have that opportunity after work to go and explore these different interests. But so I started sharing that online and how I was like, I don't know if I want to do social media full time anymore. I started kind of getting into the Pilates and bridal thing. And then over like a month and a half of pursuing that, I started just getting inspiration back. And what I think it was, was taking a step away from social media so much and being able to look at it with a clearer lens and just like have a moment of gratitude that I feel like 
in the moment, everything is moving so fast. You're overwhelmed. You don't get a second to just stop and kind of look at everything you've accomplished. And so I had that moment to reflect and just surrounding myself with good people and my management. I had a moment where I was like, okay, Pilates and bridal will always be there. But like, will my community? I don't necessarily know that. So I think I should invest all of my time and energy and money into what I have currently. And if it doesn't work out, then at least I know that. And five, 10 years from now, if social media dies off and I'm not doing anything with it, then I at least know what happened. Whereas I have the opportunity to follow those other paths in the next coming years. And so I'm still kind of following those paths as I do this. But yeah, just a struggle, you know? I also want to defend you, though, when you said I get it can be annoying to people. Like, I bring that up, like, obviously knowing you're doing social media. But I think it's cool that you are, like, trying or, like, taking some sort of initiative, even if you decide fully Mm -hmm. that you have no interest in doing that at all. Like, I think that that is cool. And that's also a cool thing about fun on weekdays Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to get into your routine and not— like, for me, a lot of it is, like, I want to, like, do new hobbies. Like, last week. Or not last week. I'm like, like last week. Last year. <laughs> That's I, how quick it turns for me, no, honestly. No, honestly. <laughs> I I actually posted this on my Instagram stories today. I will find something hyperfixed on it for three months. And yeah. then one day I wake up and it's just not on my mind. And it doesn't return to my mind for, like, six months until I wake up this morning. It, like, for example, just, like, music. It was Tate McRae. I woke up at 6 a.m. I'm like, Love Tate. haven't heard her in, like, six months. Got to put that on. Like, I'm so like that. But with hobbies, I was like, I need more hobbies and Mm -hmm. other things because I keep like, I find hobbies and then I somehow like make it work, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I want to ride horses. I can't really do much with that, you know, when I actually did it. But it's like freeing as you get older because it feels like you have to just like work in sleep almost, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think it's cool to like explore different interests. Yeah, definitely. And I also want to mention too, like what we do, we come from a privileged place Mm -hmm. of being able to have the freedom to explore those hobbies. And I try to recognize that and acknowledge it outwardly as much as I possibly can, because I understand there's a lot of people that they don't have the freedom. Like they have to work their job every single day. They don't have that extra time. They're working two to three jobs just to get by. Or they also have kids and yeah, yeah. And just other responsibilities or they're taking care of a family member. There's just all these different things going on in other people's lives that I do understand that myself as someone who works in social media and people see I just post online all day and then now I have this freedom to just go and try any job and if I don't like it I can just quit it that is the part that I understand could be so frustrating and so I've kind of reeled that back in and I've reframed it in my mind I guess and just recognized like how fortunate I am to be in this position and I never want it to come across like oh you can do this you know and anyone I I do want to say like anyone can, but that's not always the case because not everyone is in like the position to be able to do that. So I am like very fortunate and grateful that social media and the internet has brought me the opportunity to do that. And so I guess me sharing that journey is me showing gratitude that like I'm able to do this because you guys have supported me and allowed me the freedom to be able to. And it's like, I mean, even just the like broad statements of like anyone can do this. It's like, Mm -hmm. I got technically anyone can do anything but at, everyone has a different starting point and yeah. that's really privilege comes in everyone so has a different advantage that. or yes. disadvantage and to not recognize mine would be to be just like so oblivious to why I've had success you know so I do want to mention that yeah. <laughs> for sure but I mean when I started posting about it I think the annoyance for myself is that 
just like you, I get hyper fixated on something where I'm like, oh, I want to be, you know, I want to do bridal makeup and I'll get really into it. And then a couple of weeks will pass and I'll be like, I don't know if I'm that good at it. And I get annoyed of myself because it's like I can't see anything through. And then I almost feel like a failure almost in a sense. But I need to stop thinking of it that way and thinking of it as you're so lucky that you went and you tried and you found out that it's not for you because imagine just never trying and always just thinking about it. So, and when I've been posting about it, so many people have related to that idea of it's like, you have a million different paths that you could take in life and how are you ever supposed to choose? Mm -hmm. So the only way that you can explore those, in my opinion, is by doing that outside of work because work is what allows you the money and the structure to be able to pay to explore those other things. And so if you don't have fun on weekdays after work every day or you are making the most of your days to put it into those things that you're passionate about, you'll never be able to explore. So that's my TED talk. <laughs> what is your personality type? Like, do you know your Enneagram number? People ask me all the time and they always think that I'm a seven. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know. I haven't taken it in years, but I I'm I would say 85 percent sure I'm a seven. I think that sevens like the issue you were bringing up where you're like it's annoying and I get frustrated with myself because yeah. I want to try and I think that's like an actual the way you said really? that I was like I'm pretty sure that's a seven on the Enneagram okay I'm gonna I need think. to do that after here and report yeah, back and text to it to me yeah no I think it's also cool and it's change is difficult in especially in your 20s like I talk so much about navigating your 20s on this show mm -hmm. and it's very hard because I feel like there's a lot of people in who are just lost and confused and not feeling fulfilled in their jobs and not knowing if they should make the change or if mm -hmm. they should stick with it and it'll get better. When you went from feeling, I feel like you felt worse in the past and you've gotten to a better place than you were. Mm -hmm. What were some like actual, like tangible things you did to start to feel better and also to get more clarity? Yeah, so backstory. So I moved to Austin in 2020 and the day that I moved here, was the day and by by the way I was working for TikTok corporate I had an advertising role it was called a brand development manager and the first day that I moved here there was that statement that Trump came out with that TikTok was being banned in the U.S. and I remember getting texts from friends from college being like is this true <laughs> what's gonna happen with your job and so I'm like what the fuck also the same day that the city of Austin got shut down completely from COVID so I'm so like, it was like literally the oh my gosh perfect scenario perfect scenario yeah, for work couldn't from have home. asked couldn't have asked for a better first day like for a move yes yeah so a week later I start my job and when I first moved they said we were gonna be working in the office I thought so cool be able to meet all these new people and at the time I really didn't know anyone I knew one mutual guy but it's different a guy friend is so much different yeah. than a girlfriend like just, yeah, I mean, there's no comparison at all. And yeah, I don't know. So anyways, was working from home. I was working this job at TikTok. And for the first couple of months, I remember calling my mom and being like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm not good at it. And I don't want to spend all of my time outside of work researching how I can be better because I just don't care if I'm better. All I care about is just like doing the job that I'm asked for. And so throughout the year, I was able to like pick it up and stuff. And it became, it became less of a stress. And so then I just started looking at it as like more routine. And then I was eventually able to start doing more creative things once I got the hang of that. And when I look back at my time there, I really didn't hate it. And I, I cannot say anything bad about it. It just, I knew it wasn't like a long-term thing for me. And at least that role specifically, I thought that working at TikTok could for sure be a long-term thing, but I would need to switch to the marketing department or something that was more creative hands-on or even events actually. And so I had a conversation about going into my first year, you know, your, your year review about 
potentially switching departments and there was just no opportunity available for me. And at the time I had already been kind of thinking about, okay, do I want to like leave here? If you know, do I want to stay in the same role for another year? And it was around that time that I had already been looking at other jobs and stuff. And I just kind of thought to myself, I was talking to my managers, they're like, what if you just took a break and you do social media full time? And then if you don't want to do that full time, you can find another job. But in the interim, if this is like sucking and draining you, then I mean, I'm very fortunate I had that to kind of fall back on. So in those few months that I was working at TikTok before I started Fun on Weekdays, something in me just kind of switched where things were starting to open up again. It was starting to be the spring. So Austin weather is beautiful. And I looked at my nine to five in a way where it was like, whoever's in charge of me right now, they're turning their computer off at five. So I'm going to do the exact same thing. No one's going to talk to me after five. And, and I was working from home. So I needed to get out of my house. And so then every day I would just go and do something different. It doesn't even matter if it was like going to the grocery store and making dinner that night or going and going to a movie with a friend or going to a happy hour, going to a, a concert or a comedy show. It was just the act of getting out really separated my my work from my actual life. And I feel as though that time was when I started figuring out who I was. And in those fun on weekdays moments was when I started developing like better friendships and a better relationship with myself. And it was in that moment where I felt a lot more confident in myself that I felt okay to quit that job and try to pursue social media. But it's interesting because like once I quit that job, it's it's interesting how people champion you getting this corporate job. But when you get a new job and it's working for yourself, people don't champion it the same way because it's not as relatable. I understand that you're like living a different lifestyle, a different routine, different schedule. And so I struggled then again, kind of going through that phase of trying to figure it out. And this past year, just recently in the past couple of months, I finally got my routine down and feeling good in what I'm doing right now. Finally, like expanding my team and stuff. But it was setting those work hours aside to really find out who I was because for so much of my life, I have basically identified myself by my job or my internship or my waitressing job or, you know, my campus rep thing that I did in college. Like everything that I have been has always been my job. And now when my job is being myself, it's like, what the fuck? Who am I? I don't even know what my personal brand is. And so yeah, I just really leaned into like having fun on weekdays to figure that out. And that's when fun on weekdays podcast was started. And then I started doing the events and just kind of growing from there. I love what you said about (laughs) that's how you figured out who you were. Mm -hmm. Because I would say I'm 25 now in my earlier 20s. I'm like, wow, I'm so old, guys. (laughs) But I think more in college, for some reason, I had this idea of like to find out who you were, you have to be like sitting at home by yourself with a journal or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I a lot of people can find themselves that way, but I yes, think I wasn't one. Yeah, yeah, if you're a more social person yeah. and you love, you know, doing things with other people, I think surrounding yourself with the right people is the best way that you can. And then also like knowing that you don't always have to surround yourself with people either. Like you should have fun being alone. And I think honestly, in those fun on weekdays moments was when I felt like I was having fun alone. I remember there was one day specifically that I packed, this is funny, I packed a salad. And I brought, I don't know, I brought something with me to Mount Bunnell in Austin. And I went and I watched the sunset alone. And I had headphones in and I'm sitting there on the corner and I'm like, this is so fun. I had a great time doing this tonight. And then I did it again, like the following week. And I went to a different place, this park called 
something over by Lake Travis. But it was in those moments where I started having fun doing things alone. I didn't rely on other people. And that's when I started finding myself more and figuring out who I am. Yes. And then I lost that again this past year because life changed. My interests changed. Some of my friends changed. The things that I found fun changed. And so I realized that it's just this continuous cycle. It doesn't matter if you're 25 or 35 or 50. Whatever you're doing and you're enjoying in life is going to change in the next year. So as soon as you're comfortable, it's just going to evolve. We put so much pressure on ourselves to like know what we want and know who we are. Mm. And I had this big crisis when I was 23. And God (laughs) forbid, I didn't know anything. (laughs) Shocking. But for whatever reason, at 23, I was like, I need to know everything. And I started working young too. Mm -hmm. So I think that I don't know. For some reason, I think it is like was it was added pressure. I don't know what it was exactly, but I put so much pressure on myself to like figure it all out, and I was doing it wrong because I am very outgoing. I'm very like social, but I need time alone too. Mm-hmm. So I was taking that a little bit more extreme and thinking like, <laughs> oh, I need to rest, and I was thinking rest like I need to like lay at home, spend time alone, whatever. And mm-hmm. as I got older, I realized that like rest for me is doing things that like refuel me mm-hmm. so like going to a workout class hanging out with my friends like literally going to the bars with my friends can sometimes not always but like sometimes be that so when I moved back to Dallas and I was in back in like a different social setting and circle and my life just changed a lot and I started going out and doing things and I felt so much better even if I was doing them alone or not alone like I just felt so much better but I was like literally locking myself in a house thinking this is how I'm gonna figure out who I am and what I want and I'm gonna set goals and like it just wasn't healthy for me. I'm a very extreme person. So it just like wasn't the healthiest thing for me. I also started this challenge and I didn't finish it. But <laughs> it's really good, okay? It's this book called The Artist's Way. Okay. By Julia Cameron. So if you, have you ever heard of Morning Pages? No, but you're a big book girl. Yeah, yes. I love books. Well, this one isn't like a fiction book. It's like a little bit different. Okay. Morning Pages is also like a concept. Basically, you wake up in the morning, you write out for— you write. Three pages straight, pen to paper. You don't take your pen off. So you could literally be like, I have nothing to write. But it helps get everything out of your brain. It's very helpful for anxiety. Anyways, Julia Cameron has this book called The Artist's Way. And it is a 12-week challenge. And you read a chapter per week. You do morning pages every single day. And then once a week, you take yourself on a solo date. You honestly would really like it. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's great. I will send it to you. It's so amazing. But I felt very, very lost. Like, I don't know. I have no, my time is so off like a year ago, in the past year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I did that and I was like, I have no idea who I am. I don't even know what I want to do. Who am I? Like just, you know, quarter life crisis. Yeah. And I did that for like a month and everything just was clear to me, but a lot of it was through writing. So I think it's like figuring out too, like how you almost best hear your own voice. Yeah. You know? No, that makes a lot of sense. I actually, I tried to do a five minute journal thing and I wouldn't say I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a writer. But then again, there was a time like last year, actually, when I decided this is funny. When I decided that I was in love with Connor, I was like so flooded with emotions. I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't tell him yet. (laughs) And so I was like, I really don't know how to express how I'm feeling right now. So I would always go to this park in Austin. It's on Cesar Chavez. And it has these like old rickety park lights and just one long picnic bench. And I would go there and I would write in this journal like all the time about how I was feeling and stuff. And actually recently I gave those pages to Connor and we went back to that park one night and we actually like wrote each other love letters and read them out loud to each other. It was really sweet. But I'm going to (laughs) cry. Like that's so cute. It was really cute. And I always said... I made like a TikTok once and I said, when I have a boyfriend, I'm going to come to this park with my boyfriend. And 
So yeah, yeah, I think I saw that. That was really cute. And it was dark and like your dog was there. Yes. And that was a way that in that time I felt like I was kind of in touch with my own emotions and how I was feeling productive. And I, I felt good with myself. Recently, I have been trying to make a better morning routine. And this has helped me immensely feel less lost because I think feeling lost in the overall idea of life, if you break it down day by day, if you feel lost each day, like if you can just find a little bit of direction, a little bit of routine. I always used to hate routines, but now I think that it's like so good for you to know exactly what to expect each day. And then you can switch things up as you feel. I just started waking up earlier and I don't scroll on my phone early in the morning. Connor and I make the bed together. We go and take Quincy on a walk. We come back. I'll eat something. I'll take my daily vitamins and then I will go and work out or I'll shower in the morning and go and do my day. And then I've started actually like letting go of work like at six or seven. Sometimes it goes a little bit later, depending on when I start. And then we'll actually go and do something that night. So planning those days ahead, having a routine for me is how I've been feeling less lost lately. But yeah, again, for you, it's writing. And for someone else, it might be doing yoga or finding your spirituality. Or for someone else, it might be going on long walks. Like everyone can find it in their own way. And so for me, I guess fun on weekdays is about you exploring what fun means to you. Because Mm -hmm. when I did first start it, I'm not going to lie, I was at a different point in my life where I thought, if you don't go out on this happy hour, then like you're boring, you know, waking up tomorrow hungover shouldn't be a reason why you can't go. But I think now as I've grown a little bit through it, I've just recognized that fun for me is sometimes not doing that. And other times it's so fun. So Yeah. And I think finding yourself is through those moments based on how you, your body, you know, reacts to it, I guess. So like I've mentioned a million times, I really love to make any new fresh interest that I have. I like to make it my entire personality. Okay. Most recently it has been learning a second language, right? I tried in high school I actually grew up with Spanish-speaking siblings, like my step-siblings as well. I missed the ball on that one, okay? And now that I'm older and my niece is speaking Spanish and my soon-to-be nephew will be speaking Spanish, like I've got to get with the times. There's so much ahead of me. And also, it's just important to be able to speak other languages. It's a very cool thing, comes in handy, and it's just something I've always wanted to do, but I've always felt very overwhelmed with. But I am now using Babbel, which is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. It's just like an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you're traveling abroad or connecting in a deeper way with family, or you really just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Like I'm tired of sitting around and not even knowing what my family is saying, you know? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps, they use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. So their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And this is like the most amazing part. Babbel speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. I feel like a lot of the time when you're learning languages, that's a part that you can be like a little bit embarrassed by or a little bit more timid. At least I can feel that way if I'm not pronouncing it right and I'll have the correct accent. So that is honestly my favorite thing about Babbel. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus it comes with a 20 day money back guarantee. 
Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash I love you. That is babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash I love you for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. From Vogue, The Run Through, a new weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture with Vogue's take on the big stories. I'm still working on my day-to-day. I've been doing what I've been doing for 40 years. Fashion in relation to sports, culture, and politics. We were designing this movie in the middle of a pandemic. I wanted to do something special and something that was probably more linked to a cultural than just fashion. From the red carpets and runways to political and cultural events. Bringing you undertold stories from around the globe. I always say Ghana because I want people to know how possible it is to create amazing things there with voices rarely accessible and uncommonly authentic on this season of the run through serena williams michaela cole chelsea manning and more the run through with vogue i'm chloe mal i'm cho minaldi available now wherever you get your podcasts i have two incredible dogs one being yes technically i guess a small white dog named coco But I made it to talk about that this week. Listen, her name is Coconut. She is named after the American Girl doll dog, Coconut. She is seven. And I named her after that dog because my mom didn't let me have a dog until I was 10. And so when I was younger, that was my dog. And I, I, sue me, okay? Her name is Coconut, right? And then I have a massive golden doodle named Fitz. Yes, named after President Fitz from Scandal. Anyways, long story short, they can make my house a little bit messy as much as I love them. You know, they're bound to have accidents. They're bound to get things on the carpet. And it's just like, oh, uh, it's it's really an ordeal, right? That is why I will literally only ever have ruggable rugs, okay? Ruggable makes machine washable, non-slip and stain resistant area rugs, runners, doormats, and bath mats. They come in all different sizes and they're made to order. So right now I'm in my living room. I have a massive ruggable rug in my living room. I also have one in my closet room. I have one in my kitchen and then I have a runner in my, I don't know, like my hallway upstairs, you know, the mirror picture where you you guys see on Instagram, that is where that is from. The rugs are designed to withstand whatever life throws at them, dirt, dust, spills, and even pet accidents. You literally, all you do is you take the rug off and you throw it in the wash and then it comes out brand new. Do you know how many rugs my dogs had just completely completely ruined before I had Ruggable. They would have accidents and they would, I would literally just have to like throw them away. I couldn't even donate them, right? But Ruggable, I'm not kidding guys, it's really changed my life. Ruggable's patented rug system comes in two pieces, a lightweight rug cover and a non-slip rug pad. It's super easy to detach and reattach whenever you want to clean it. I will never again have a rug that isn't from Ruggable, honestly. I mean, even once I start having kids in like, you know, 15 years from now. So basically, I am married to Ruggable for the rest of my life. It's, it's probably going to be the most consistent thing about my adult years. Again, they're machine washable. I mean, I keep saying that, but like, I just don't think you guys realize. And you know what? Another thing about adulthood that sucks is you don't realize how expensive rugs are until you're on the market for rugs. Because like shopping for rugs, it really wasn't that fun until Ruggable because now I actually love shopping for rugs. I love the rugs on Ruggable. But again, machine washable, best thing ever. Visit Ruggable.com and use code I love you at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Again, that is code I love you for 10% off your order on Ruggable.com. Not only will that save you 10% off on Ruggable.com, it's going to save you so much money down the road because you're not replacing these rugs constantly. Instead, you are just throwing them in the, sh- the wash because, again, they are machine washable, okay? I just saved you guys a lot of money. Hope you guys enjoy. Again, that is I love you for 10% off your order on Ruggable.com. 
I'm a huge routine person. I'm like, take a shot every time I say I have anxiety on this podcast, but (laughs) it helps me so much with anxiety. And if I'm off my routine, I'm just like, I don't know if I like myself, you know? I'm just like so, I feel like I am like running to catch up with life and Mm -hmm. life is like like punching me, you know? Like I feel like you can't, it's like you have control of your day. And Mm -hmm. I guess a lot of anxiety is like feeling like you don't have control. But morning routines really help me as well. Like I actually yeah. die for a morning routine. I've I've really, really been looking forward to it. And it's made my weekday morning something that I look forward to now instead of dreading it. Because typically, I mean, if you would have asked me a couple months ago, a lot of people are always like, what's your daily routine? And I would say, I have no idea. Every single day is different. And I hated that that was my answer. And now I can say this, 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 and this is how I start every single day. And if I have that, then I have a little bit of confidence in where my day is going to go versus waking up every day, not knowing what time I'm going to get out of bed, not knowing if I'm going to go to a class or not, not knowing what's going to be on my schedule that day. And I think now I recently hired someone as well. So having the responsibility of someone else's well-being and like life and literally their responsibilities, that has also helped me as well because no direction is really easy to to find yourself feeling lost and making excuses for yourself too. So having someone to hold yourself accountable other than just yourself is, is t- very helpful. I think like a routine almost gives you like a false, no, I don't want to say false sense, but it gives you a little bit more purpose too mm-hmm. because you wake up and every single day you are like, you know you have tasks to accomplish. Yeah. My favorite quote, is by Ed Milet, and I say it all the time, but it's confidence is built by making promises to yourself and keeping them. That's so funny. Courtney Shields shared that quote on my podcast a couple months ago, it's and so I good. I literally stick to that. Yes, and it's like the way that you make promises to yourself and keep them. Because I, my dad, like picture Ed Milet, and like that's very similar to my dad personality-wise. Like they just like, I listen to Ed Milet even when he's crying, and I'm like, that's literally my dad. <laughs> but I grew up with a dad who was very like, again, anxiety, like taught me so much about routine because he has anxiety and was like, this is like, it it started as a way to like, this helps you if you Mm -hmm. do this. So I was like, okay, this is what I do. And I was like that kid who I would wake up earlier than my parents for school, like a very just like need everything done and like routined. So uh, I always did that. And I'm like, I did have this weird, and I always said, I'm like, I don't know if it's because I had a dad who really believed in me or Mm -hmm. it's probably both in or because I like always had like routines. I have this like, yeah, like this naive confidence. And I, now that I've heard that quote (laughs) since, I'm like, that is how I had the confidence because you're making a small promise to yourself every single day and doing it. And it's so Mm -hmm. easy to build. Well, I guess it's easier said than done, but when you're you're building it in like little micro moments, I think it makes it a lot, easier. Yeah, totally. And I started small too, because I'm just not a morning person at all. Like Connor would typically wake up and he would go to his workout class. He'd come home and I'm still sleeping at this point. I'm like, okay, I should really start my day. And now it's like we start the day together. So we're already automatically like spending time together. And then I now know that I'm going to wake up at a certain time. I'm going to get my day started. And so I finally started doing that every day. So I'm like, okay, I'm waking up before eight every single day. I'm making my bed every single day. And then every single day I start to add on like a new task. So whether it's taking my my probiotic every single day or going on a walk every single day, all of these things like they start adding up. And then slowly over time, I've built like a pretty good routine. And it's it's only been like 11 days so far. So I think as I continue to get more confident in the promises that I've been keeping to myself, you can also add more positive changes into your life. That's what I've been trying to do. Shelby Sacco is 
such an inspiration to me. She's so good about teaching habits. And I think the, these morning routine type things really lead back to habits. And she teaches that on her podcast. So like if you ever are feeling, you know, a little bit lost, you don't know what type of advice. She's really great. My friend Macy has brought her up to me like three times this yeah. week. And then I meant to say that when we were at lunch, we were just talking about so many different things. And she, I was like, have you, we were talking about habits. And she's like, no, look, I, we started working out together. Suddenly she's doing like 6 a.m. workouts. I'm like, I had to beg you to go to one class a week with me. And suddenly like she's there earlier than I am. But it really does help with building confidence. And I think the thing that's helped me too is again, like what I touched on earlier. Like I feel like you never really know and you've never really figured it out. And you said it like, you know, I figured it out then and then it changed and then you figured mm -hmm. it out then and then it changed. And so as someone who, again, I like control of my day. I like control of like myself, not other people because it's too, it's like my career almost. Mm -hmm. It was helpful when I, and I'm really bad at this. I like have no self-compassion, not none, but like I would say like 10%. It's harder to give it to yourself than it is to people. Yes. I have like no, like I have so much grace for my friends. Like they could do the worst thing ever. And I'd be like, listen, <laughs> you, we're going to be fine. But for myself, I'm just very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. So like almost, I try to like, I don't know. How to, it's like an out of body experience, weirdly. It's like I am myself, but I like have to separate like me from me, mm -hmm. you know, or like my anxiety from me or whatever it is. Like, you know, when you have like, or like you're spiraling and you have intrusive thought and it's not really intrusive thoughts, but you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Negative self-talk. And I try to like separate it and like talk to myself almost as like an other, another person yeah. and like practice like self-talk. And that's helped me like one with clarity, but also not spiraling and feeling like I have to have every single thing figured out. And yeah. then appreciating the fact that like, I will probably, I, I'm going to be learning forever. So like, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why I felt comfortable sharing some of those thoughts recently is because whenever I do talk about that, so many people, there are far, far, far more people that are, that really appreciate the honesty because I think it's really easy to look at anyone online and think, oh, they have their life figured out. I mean, I look at people from high school and college and be like, they're doing so well. They are like crushing it. And you never really, really know. And so I think part of my not obligation, but part of what I need to give to people that support me is just that honesty. Like that is one thing that I owe people that follow me is just honesty. And so whatever I'm struggling with at that time, I felt more and more comfortable sharing it because people have supported it. And there's far few people that are annoyed of it and more people that find it helpful to know that they're just not alone. So yeah, I recorded a podcast episode. I was going through, you know, my 23 year old <laughs> life crisis. God forbid. I didn't know what I was doing. And I had this friend, Jessa, who I would always go to for advice. I still go to her for advice or like text her and like whatever. But she was who really helped me during that time. And I had her on the podcast and it was like a navigating your 20s episode. And I was like, I don't even know if people are going to care about this. Like, yeah. I feel like my problems are just so stupid. Like not all of my problems are the ones that I was discussing more. I was like, I just don't think that like people, whatever. And it changed the podcast. Like we went mm -hmm. into navigating your 20s because everyone feels this way, especially in this decade of your life. But no one's really talking about it. And I feel like you're a little bit more isolated. But the second someone opens up, it's like everyone opens up. And they're like, oh, my God, I have no idea. Or it's older people who give like better wisdom. And they're yeah. like, literally no one knows what they're doing, which mm -hmm. I also try to remember. Yeah, I think luckily social media now, I mean, 
personally for me, you've been on social media far longer than I have, but 2020 was when I really started doing anything on social media other than just posting my like prom pictures, (laughs) you know? And so I think that so many people feeling lost and isolated during quarantine allowed people to be more vulnerable on the internet. And it's allowed people to like build their platform around that vulnerability. And so I think it's opened a lot of really great conversations actually that have helped people. And it's not this like taboo thing to talk about, you know? I completely agree. I also think it's just... It's I don't want to say like vulnerability is a trend because I hate to say that, (laughs) but I don't mean it that way. But like over the past like nine years of being on the Internet, like there are there are waves. And we were talking about before just like as having a career on the Internet. It's like there's going to be years where your numbers skyrocket. There's going to be years where like your actual brand is built and it's a lot stronger. Like everything comes and goes. And I think about the first like five years on YouTube and there was a time you aren't going to know this, but it was like literally the worst time of my life. Where all of the videos were like really overly produced and like saturated. And like, I will no, show I, you. I do know because I, I watched oh my, some of them last night. They, oh my God. It was so bad. And Danielle and I, okay, Danielle, literally, <laughs> I don't know. I just remembered this. We were finally in our like YouTube group chat. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this mm-hmm. is because that's what was doing well on YouTube. Like, yeah, but it's not, it wasn't you. No, exactly. But we tried it for like six months to a year. And by, I'm like most of my friends, besides Brooke, Brooke's the only one who was like, I'm literally not doing that. And that's just her personality. But Danielle and I, like Danielle literally posted a video it being like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like it was that dramatic because that is an apology. Yes, no, literally. (laughs) It was like, that was how uh, the internet was so different in that time. And in order to do well and grow your channel, that is what you had to do. Whereas now I feel like there's so many different avenues and so many different aspects and people actually really respond a lot better to people being open and authentic. And I do think a lot of it is 2020. I think that we've seen a lot of people too that have built platforms based on being honest and like oversharing their life that I don't know if you feel this way, but it's almost like I've gotten to a point where I don't know how much more I can overshare. And it's like, I don't know how much more I can extend of myself. But then in my mind, it's almost like if I don't share all of these personal details, then will people still feel connected to me? Will they still feel like I'm relatable and honest and vulnerable? But I think that that is kind of the wave that we're in right now is that this storytelling trend, which I don't really think it's a trend. I think it'll always be around. But this storytelling version of like personal experiences now is how a lot of people are succeeding. And so you look at your life and now you're, I wouldn't say exploiting, you know, all of your personal business, but it can feel like it can feel like that for sure. And I think, I mean, a couple years from now, that's also probably going to change into something else, too. And who knows what that'll be? Probably like freaking holographs. I mean, we probably won't even be have phones anymore. Wait, Speaking of, have you used that that ask AI thingy? No. What? Wait, what are you talking about? Okay, so there's this program. I don't know what it's oh, called. Oh, like that made the AI pictures. No, no, no. Oh. Oh, I, I didn't do that, by the Me way. Me neither. No, I was too scared. I'm, like, I'm also too Ooh. lazy. Like, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think it costs, I think it costs money, too. I think oh. it was like five I, bucks. I wouldn't have pulled my card out for that. Like, yeah. I know. But no, there's this website, and I don't know what it's called, but you can ask it literally anything. Last night, Connor was typing in, make me a face wash ingredient list that is all clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and will not clog your pores. And it types back in half a second. It gives you everything. It tells you how to make it. It's basically like the computer. It's a robot. Like they're taking our jobs. Not that we will be giving those answers, but... Yeah, no, but it 
It, I yeah. mean, so what it can do basically, and this is why it's going to change the world. I've seen so many videos about this and I really didn't realize how scary this is going to be because our life is going to change. But anyways, you can text it and say, my landlord is asking for my security deposit back, but I don't have any damages, whatever. Write me a letter to my landlord and it will literally write you a letter. So it's like, it's helping you save money and time. It's just doing it for you. And so when I think about social media in the next coming years, I think a lot of what people are posting right now is going to be taken over by stuff like this. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's so interesting. When I was a kid, I thought in 2020 we were going to have flying cars. And yeah, we true. don't have that yet, but we do have JSX Airport, which is pretty close. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Guys, before I get back into this, I was telling Jenna this story. I was on JSX, which is like, how would you describe it? It's like a smaller plane. It's a charter plane. It's a charter plane. But it's not, it's so not it's really private. not that cheaper. I mean, it's not that much more expensive yes. than American or Spirit or Southwest. One day I had to go to Dallas just for the day and fly back same day. And it was literally cheaper than Southwest. Yes. It's free bags. You can bring your dogs. You get free food and drinks. And the security is like you just walk through one of those things and you bring your bags onto the plane. It's so freaking nice. It was the best experience of my life. So I'm there at like 7 a.m. And I'm a you know, I'm brand new bitch at this point, right? Yeah. I'm like, I am never looking flying. around. You're like yeah. taking pictures. No, I, I'm like <laughs> opening my bag up and there's like an American Airlines bag tag. And I'm like, hide that shit. Like I don't go there. Like I'm one of them, you know? And I'm, you know, I'm there. I'm like row. I'm really close to the like front of the plane. And I'm just like, it's a 45 minute flight, having a great time. And I'm like, wow, this went really, really well. And this set, I get up. The stewardess is like, all right, ready to like unload, whatever. I'm the, I'm the first one who's sitting there. I get up and I like stand up instead of like stand out and I hit my head. Oh, yeah. The, so hard. It was humiliating. And she's like, oh my God, are you okay? They can help you in there. I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. It's okay. It's okay. So basically, I'm going back to American Airlines. Like, I am so humiliated. I can't even go to the plane. It was so embarrassing. So that's just me. Things being embarrassing, though, is if you choose to almost be not real. Yeah, it's almost not real. But then again, I say that and like, I've definitely been embarrassed so many times in my life. When I'm but, embarrassed, I'm like fake embarrassed because it doesn't. It's like, oh, my God, that was so embarrassing. But I, you only think it's embarrassing because you think other people think it's embarrassing. But if they don't think. Yeah. And reality is no one really gives a shit. So is it really embarrassing if no one else cares? There are, there's like maybe two moments in my life that I can think of where I was like genuinely embarrassed. Like that I more so think it's like, when I'm like, oh my God, it was embarrassing. It's more like I laugh at myself. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, back to like the vulnerability (laughs) era. Yeah, really back in. I'm like, anyways, we do like JSI over here. (laughs) Back to the vulnerability, like I guess era or like wave on the internet where we've been able to be more open. I think about this all the time because at what cost? You are giving away so much of yourself. And while- Mm. I'm someone who really values being vulnerable and I will, I'm pretty much an open book. Like there's certain things. I really started thinking this because I had like a lot of tragedy happening in my family in like 2019. Mm -hmm. And that was when I found that I was like closing up more. And then I also like left an organization of people that we were talking about earlier that like I'm more like, I'm not involved in it. And it's like, there are certain details that don't need to be shared yeah. and they're better kept to yourself. Yes. But then I felt like I was disconnected to my audience because I wasn't yeah. telling them what was going on. But also it wasn't healthy for me at that point in these specific scenarios to like verbally process it online. Yeah. There's been times where I've talked about certain things, but I wait until I like go to therapy and then, you know, like, but also there's other things that are, I do think talking to people is helpful and I do think being open can be healing, but I 
also I'm like I don't want to get to the point where like I rely so much about giving everything away in my life mm-hmm. because there's going to come a time like I bet when I'm like with someone I'll be more private I don't yeah. think I'm going to share much of my family like there's like certain things where I'm like getting into the next like decade of my life where I'm more like I don't know how and who knows maybe I will be so open but I just I don't know and so it it scares me. Yeah. No, that brings up a really good point. Actually, this was one of the things that I shared when I was talking about feeling lost and just not knowing who I was, was I said that I've shared so much of my life that I didn't really feel like I had a life for myself anymore. Like the private parts of my life, I didn't really know anymore. And on my podcast, I do have a tendency to just when I don't know what to talk about, it's like, let me just share the deepest, darkest secrets that I have. Let me just overshare. And I actually saw something recently that oversharing is a response to being afraid of rejection. So if you just share all of the deepest parts of yourselves up front, then it's eliminating you from someone judging you down the line or something along those, something along those lines. I'm like, wow, that is so true. That's exactly what I do because I have always been the kind of person that I I, it really like it really tears me down if I know someone doesn't like me and I've always really valued other people's opinions of myself. And I think going into this next year, one of my goals is to just care about my own opinion of myself versus others or at least to care about my own opinion more. And so, yeah, I mean, creating those routines and finding confidence in myself through those routines has been a way that I have started to like value myself more but yeah, I mean, it's just a it's just a tricky thing. And I think it's always going in fluctuations no matter how old you are. But I love that you brought that up because that was actually the next question I had. Oh, good. How? OK, so you kind of already answered it. I was going to ask, how mm-hmm. do you care more about your opinion of you versus other people's opinion? Because when you're on the Internet, TikTok, honestly, as a platform is just mean. Like <laughs> the comments are crazy. I just feel like I mean, podcast reviews are hell. Don't get me wrong. But YouTube, people who watch you on YouTube have to go out of their way to watch you. So I feel like for the most part, they're at least nice on the platform. TikTok, you're in all these random people. And like my comments on TikTok are so negative compared to other platforms. Yeah. So I know that you said you're working on it this year. Like what are some ways that you're trying to like not overcome it? Like that sounds so cheesy. But like get better about it. Because like asking for myself. I think that last year I put way too much emphasis on the negative things and not enough focus on all of the amazing supportive people. And I think that was my biggest failure of last year was just focusing more of my energy on validating people on the internet that are like anonymous and they leave something that's like halfway kind of rude. And I think also I spent too much time like looking into comments. And the only reason I started building my platform to begin with was just by not taking anything too seriously and by like making fun out of even the things that seem negative. So now I've kind of started to try to look at these few negative comments here or there as like, how can I make a joke out of this versus it's like, how can, yeah, instead of responding to it and being defensive. And that's, I mean, I struggle with that. Everybody, if you feel like your character is being questioned, then naturally like your response is going to be defensive, but I'm trying to be better at that. And just taking more time to appreciate the people that are so kind and so loving and so caring and have been here from the very start And that has, you know, given me more better things to focus on for sure. Something I've noticed about myself is there will be months where negative comments or just like something negative someone says about me doesn't bother me at all. And then I just wake up one day and suddenly that cycle is up and it's like really it can get to me. 
But it's only when I'm in a more vulnerable, emotional state, like mm-hmm. going through a breakup or like I had a lot of like loss in my family, like things like that that are just like more negative, even not the most negative. And like a breakup is like, you know, life experience. Yeah. But it would bother me more when I wasn't like fully myself and feeling good. So that's actually a really good point. And I think that is, I think you just hit the nail on the head of what I was trying to say is like last year, and I mean, even still now when I was feeling super lost and super insecure, those comments was like the only thing I could focus on because it was validating how I already felt about myself. And so now I've gotten to a place where I'm like doing really well with myself. I feel like I have a better relationship with like my mind and my physical health too, and a better relationship with Connor. Like, I'm not going to lie. We struggled like really fucking hard for the first year, like trying to live together, trying to navigate both of our like water boy and me trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life, having a dog, like traveling so much. I mean, there's so many things going on. And if I wasn't happy with myself and how I looked and how I felt, those comments like really, really, really tore me down so much because they're already things I thought. And now as I've been like getting better, Connor and I are in a better routine where we are like, we've been so good now that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so great. And I'm so happy that we were able to work through it together. And not only that, but like myself, I think, I mean, like I said, creating these different routines and now holding myself accountable better and having more confidence. Those negative comments don't hurt me the same way because I don't, I don't think about that anymore as much at least. And I can't say I don't think about it at all. I mean, there's still comments that hurt you for sure, but they don't hurt as bad when you feel better about yourself. I think a lot of it too, like you were saying earlier, is like being surrounded by a good group of people and having a life outside of work, which is something Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't have until I was 23, 24. Like so much of my life was consumed by like the one thing or where my work or school or whatever it was. But having a life outside of it, I think almost builds this like weird barrier where there's a Mm -hmm. nice boundary. And it's like, well, do the people who actually know me well think that? No. And like, not that you should be, obviously always going to other people's but there's like constructive criticism you know right, right so it's like my friends don't think that and like they love me and they you know and it's like while yes it is important to build confidence within yourself like these people don't even know you anyway so like why are you taking their opinion because you wouldn't even take like some random person on the street if they said something rude to you you would be like what an idiot you know yeah. you're like loser I know and I mean also if it's coming from an anonymous account like you just I have to remind myself that This is someone that no one that I am ever friends with in my life, I know for a fact would ever make an anonymous account and leave a negative comment somewhere. So odds that this person is someone I want to be friends with in real life is so, so, so low. So if they're not even somebody that I would want in my life, then why, why am I trying so hard to please them and being defensive to them? Like they just don't even deserve that. So I've really been working on that for sure. I mean, it's, a struggle. But I would say like, generally speaking, my community is so, so, so nice. Like I could not be more grateful. I sometimes look back at what happened this past year and I, it like makes me emotional because I just, I'm so grateful. I don't know how, like, I really, I don't even have words sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really trying to lean into that more and just focus way less on one or two people here or there. It reminds me of the quote that I'm going to butcher. I, there's <laughs> never been a quote I've shared on this podcast besides the Ed Milet one that I haven't butchered. <laughs> but it's like whatever you water grows. Oh, so yeah. So whatever you focus on gets bigger. And then also it's like what you're looking at. So it's mm-hmm. the classic, like, obviously you get 100 positive comments and the one bothers you. And that can apply to anything in life. 
So it's just so important. Honestly, to, I just try to not even like read if I can, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm blind. I, I can't. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would say that. But then also it's like I want the people that have no. shown love and support to to feel like seen and special. No, and- I mean, read negative. Not oh, read comments. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. But sometimes it's just hard to not read them because they're just in your face. It's in your you face. Know? It's with the other comments. I yeah. think it's like there's other sites that there's things on and like there's ways to avoid like the Reddits and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also I said this like two seconds ago, but it actually has helped me if I think about like I walk the Katie Trail in Dallas all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just think about like if someone were to say what they just said on the internet, like walking by me on the Katie Trail, I would think that they're <laughs> like, what and it wouldn't even bother me you know so if it's something that I'm try- almost like internalizing I have to like do this visual mental exercise and I'm like they're on the Katie trail and they're saying something mean and everyone now thinks that like they're weird you know yeah although I will say because we have the ladybird trail here I do I want to think that but I also know that if somebody was walking by me and they said I don't think you're fucking funny I hate your outfit <laughs> you like you need to change blah 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 or I think you look better this way or that way I would be so hurt. And I think you that, wouldn't like, think that they were odd, though. Yeah, for doing no, that? I would for sure. I'd okay. be like, that was so bitchy. Like what? Yeah. But I would still be it hurt. Would, okay. Like, yeah, as as much as I don't want to say that I wouldn't value what they say, I, I do always like even if I don't like someone, I do value what people say. And it's just that's where I have a difficult time with like drawing the line, you know, between what's worth listening to, because a lot of times people do have they do have constructive yeah. criticism. And sometimes it's maybe not worded in a way that is very kind yeah and so it comes across but I think generally speaking there is typically some type of message in what people are saying and I think I've started doing more reflecting on that so yeah I don't know it's kind of like a never-ending cycle it is yeah but there's obviously like so many more positive things it's just I think a lot of it is just like building a life for yourself and on your Mm -hmm. own and that goes to dealing with any sort of hate like even if like, your coworkers are being mean or your yeah. friends are you're in college and are having a hard time you know like it's just you have to like find something to reframe mm-hmm. I think, you know for sure okay this has been great we've been recording for an hour already oh my god I know I just was like oh wow that was that was so fast so fast where can they find you okay so I have a couple Jenna Palick is my Instagram and TikTok and then fun on weekdays podcast I'm on Spotify and Apple and I have a huge community group on Facebook so if you're moving to a new city or you're looking for advice, literally, any, it's like a huge catch-all. I have a networking page. I have a roommate's page. I have a buy-sell. I have pretty much everything. It's on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love you all so much. And I will talk to you actually on Monday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.